So I'm here with Felice Crickler, who is director at Asale Architecture, and Donald Roberts, who is heading up Asale's new landscape architecture division. And we're going to be talking about well-being in the built environment. And and I, I want to start, Donald, by asking about landscape architecture and, and, and I suppose the value that clients put on it, because often it can be seen as a bit of an afterthought, unfortunately, to buildings and interiors. But increasingly, uh, with many more investors now holding on to buildings for the long term, there, there is a lot of value, isn't there, in, in thinking about the exteriors of, of buildings, particularly on, on larger sites, such as some of the projects that you've worked on. Yeah, correct. I think uh, landscape is pivotal to any scheme, as I would as a landscape architect. Um, but I also think it plays a wider role in the environment, in the residents' well-being and their health. Uh, for children who are kind of stuck in a apartment or a flat, uh, days on end, the landscape and the outdoor environment is a respite that gives them a way of engaging with others, uh, playing in a natural environment and really learning what nature has to give. Even even in a city like London, is that not a bit over over enthusiastic? Even more, maybe, because actually it needs to be really exciting. You can bring a lot um, in creating spaces that are a little bit different um, and... And I mean, it's not just about the green spaces necessarily. I think it's also about play space and how you made a make a place just slightly different. And and and, and, and what are the, some of the uh, what are the, some of the fundamentals in that? Because obviously there are planning rules, aren't they? Aren't they, Donald? That that set out specific quantums of play space that you need there on are. a development. Yeah. And, and and what does that often look like? I mean, is that just a bit of time out of a few swings and a tire? It can be. It can be, you know, bits of artificial grass with some very uh, mediocre play equipment such as timber, steps. Um, I mean, I think we can really unlock a scheme by providing a space that is really unique for for its residents and for its children and that can be with play integrated from the very entrance right to the balcony of a scheme so we have this term called integrated and and doorstep play uh, which means you can play on the way to your your flat or to your home Um, it doesn't just have to be one area uh, just to place every piece of play equipment play is something that can be a, unlocked across a whole site Are we, i mean we're too risk averse because i think you know people think of kids playing on balconies and it conjures up memories of michael jackson, michael jackson holding jackson. his kid yeah. <laughs> swinging it over the uh, yeah. over the edge well to, i think to, that's probably a bit too extreme but you so know that's not that's not what you mean we, by we don't want to go there but uh, play uh, can be risky and i think it should be i mean it helps children to develop a healthy sense of risk you know can they take that leap um a bit further maybe they could two weeks you know in two weeks time they could develop their leg muscles to take a a longer jump so i think risk is important we don't want to just have flat landscapes because it's just not natural you know and and felicia in terms of the, the the sorts of communities that that we're designing for in cities. How have they changed over the years? And, and has architecture, do you think, caught up to the sorts of demands we now have? Well, community, I mean, building for sort of community cohesion is really at the heart of, of what 
we do. It's just so important. Um, and and external spaces and landscape is it's really the glue between the buildings and it's the glue between the people. Um, what's the? I mean, is that not more of a challenge though? If you're working on a site that sits side by side of another and you don't have control over the adjoining land, what's 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 then the process? If you've got some amazing ideas, but that requires everybody else to play ball, literally. That's true. Um, and on some of the schemes that we've worked on, it's been quite hard to actually sort of unlock um, uh, some of the sites. But for example, in a scheme in Ponton Dock that um, we is currently on site uh, in Newham, we've managed to do that. Um, it's a site which is right on the edge of Thames Barrier Park. And we've managed to make some really big, quite big changes to the park entrance um, and to involve the GLA in the process. And, and, and they're, presumably they're quite bought in because, I mean, there's a lot more talk now in the open about the value of, of well-being and, and, and much of the chatter around uh, just being more transparent around mental health issues as well as seems to be bringing a lot of this stuff to the fore in a way that, that, that to me seems quite productive. What? Yes, com- completely. I completely agree. I mean, the the sort of the social value, um, it's quite hard to quantify, and uh, but it's um, it's something that we're talking a lot about at the moment. And I mean, I I, I suppose, but obviously, one of the, the the interesting clients that a sale has is is legal in general, where you're working on a number of their build to rent units. Companies like that, companies like Granger that you mentioned, they're obviously investing for the long term and, and therefore have a, a commercial imperative to make these developments sticky to people, to, to make people live in them, enjoy living in them. Because if they're not, if they've got a choice of voting with their feet after a 12 month Yes, there there has to be some excitement. People have to want to move there in the first place. And there's a lot of work which is being done, you know, and these developments, uh, sort of rental developments, for example, they open on day one, everyone moves in. So you have to really think about the development from the first day. It's not sort of leaving the external spaces or the retail spaces to be developed or sort of till you've let the final year which is often often how they go and donald you you you've you've worked on um uh, quintain's wembley site one of the biggest uh build to rent schemes in the country and and a lot of your focus there was was on some of the outdoor amenity areas wasn't it and talk us through some of that What, what what was how was that different from your average residential project well, I mean, once we uh, initially started the project, there was a, a set brief that kind of looked at delivering the landscape in an optimised, cost-effective way. Um, but at a certain point, the brief changed, and we had to deliver a scheme that was a lot more focused on the end users. Um, and it was a PRS scheme, so people would be you know, drawn to what they had to offer. So there were huge changes in the architecture, in the internal layouts, and then effectively there were changes in the external. So things like the the play area, we had your typical uh, play equipment, which was quite basic, but then once the brief changed, this was upscaled to include a pirate ship um, and sand play and a water feature with stepping stones. So there was huge changes, and even just... Presumably that was just for the investors. What about for the kids? (laughs) Well, for the, you know... For both, for both, really. I mean, for the kids, they even had a, a playroom. 
um, so that children can actually play on the podium in a sheltered environment all throughout the year. And, and, and I suppose that you know, the, the sort of scale that that, that scheme is being developed at 5,000 odd apartments makes that viable. Is, is that sort of thing, do you think, viable on, on smaller projects? How, how can that kind of approach be condensed and, and, and almost made viable for other, other projects? I, I think it can be. Um, and I think it's just about caring for for the end user you know a lot a lot of the time it can just be commercially driven and you just want to provide something that just gets the job done but i think if as a landscape architect we can care about uh, the environment more and who's going to be using it more the children um, i think we'll craft spaces that really engage really help children develop better in urban environments and even keep the mental well-being of its residents as a key focus. And, and Felicia, as, as a, yeah, I hope you don't mind me saying, as, as a working mum of, of three kids, um, how do you, you know, how, how, what are the sorts of insights that you brought to the table in terms of designing for people that do have young children in cities that, that have to try and, you have to try and keep them used, keep them fit, keep them well? What are some of the, the, the pressures? Well, I'm not on my own. Donald's got children as well. Um, <laughs> we're very children-focused. Um, well, it's. I think. Well, having children is great. It really helps you, makes you think about the space and 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 how it can be used. Um, and thinking about that level of excitement and how to bring that in. Um, and yeah, Felicity's Felicity's very right. And I think they. Uh, I mean, the current trend is kind of biophilic design and how children and adults can relate to nature. And I think if you look at children, you know, when I have them on, you know, on the evenings, on the weekends, they're very interested in nature, whether it be rolling around in the grass or looking at the ducks um, and watching them fly. So, you know, nature is pivotal. And, and, how, and how can we do that? Is it, how, does it have to be, does it have to be a choice between caring and making stuff viable, or is there a way to, to, to make these things sit side by side? Can you deliver these sorts of projects, make them viable, and, and, and create the sort of excitement that, that you're talking about, or is it a trade-off? A lot of it is about creativity. It's not that things cost more, it's just, you know, I mean, as, as, as sort of, with the new landscape division, we really want to collaborate with others and, and you know, specialists in biodiversity, um, ecologists, um, and it's just thinking about the right ideas and bringing, finding the right solutions for the right places. So perhaps not every place needs a pirate ship, but, but possibly some of the creativity that's no that's special for Wembley (laughs) (laughs) right fantastic stuff well thank you very much Felici and Donald from Assail Architecture